have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. As if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives. Tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel. Who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men. Machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. Jason Hermes. And who loves you? And who do you love? Good morning, everybody. It is Reality Grants. I am Jason Burmes. It is brought to you by redvoicemedia.com. And I want to remind everybody, we do one hour on YouTube. The second hour is free over at Rumble. You look for the big RVM live stream for that second hour. You make sure that you are subscribed to RVM on rumble because once again there are certain subjects that we really can't go into at any depth and sometimes can't really talk about at all which is completely unfortunate i don't like self-censorship that's what the second hour is for if you are a premium subscriber if you are supporting the broadcast thank you thank you thank you there are two exclusive interviews up right now there will be two more this weekend i'm also Going to be doing a uh, pre-recorded interview after the show that will air tomorrow in the second uh, hour with Simon Essler, the guy behind uh, many documentaries, but currently uh, cut our daughters out west. I briefly uh, interviewed him on Making Sense of the Madness. He happened to be uh, a friend of a friend. He actually worked with Adam from Dauntless Dialogue. And that's the thing. I mean, let me put this out there. I've been doing this a very, very long time, very long time, obviously. We're, we're talking about almost 20 years now. I know sometimes I don't look it, but come on, the face is getting a little haggard. I haven't shaved today. It's a little gray popping through the beard. You get the picture. You know, you, especially when you watch it. When, when I play something from three or four years ago and you look how much I've just aged in the last three or four years, it usually is what happens in the uh, early to mid 40s if you've held out that long, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I look a little rougher, but you look at even Jones in his late thirties into his early and, and late forties. Now it's, you know, he's, he's pushing 50 and he shows it. No offense. No offense, Alex. Not trying to come down on you. We all age. So again, uh, we're doing this, uh, and there's so many people out there that do great work 
like Simon, like Adam, that don't get enough attention. They, they've built their own niches, but I, I've noticed, and kind of one of the mainstream videos we're going to play is going to exemplify this. It, even, even if you pierce what is the apex of the alternative media, you get on a Tim cast, and we're going to talk about Tim cast and um, you know this latest mall shooting, as well as the incident where all these people were run over at an immigration center. Because I, I really think that they they have to be examined together because they they have so many weird similarities on, on the same day, and, and just the the idea of how both of them are there to push this white supremacy, uh, I guess narrative, right? But again, we'll get into that in a minute. There are some really good people that put stuff out over and over and over and over again. It takes a long time to get into even like the main line of the alternative. So in other words, like later on, I'm going to play last year's CBS this morning, nine uh, 11 piece. Now it's almost two years ago where they discuss what will become a little bit more mainstream with the CIA nine 11 hijacker story. Right. But it's all spun Saudi Arabian style. So to pierce it, you're, we're talking 20 years, right? And what Simon has done with his latest film is he's really demonstrated what is undue influence. Now we're not allowed to talk about influence, right? Influence only exists when it's Russia, 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 right? I had this discussion with Wayne Dupree, another great reason to become premium, watch that interview, is that it's so ironic to me that they're telling us that the media, TV, movies don't have any influence on children. Of course it does. Like there's a reason you had generations that want to be firefighters, cops, astronauts, cowboys. That's what was pushed in the media, right? I mean, clearly, women to this day, princesses, etc., all in the marketing, all tools. It's why people believe in Santa Claus. It's all marketing. It's Bernaysian marketing. It's influence. But that no longer applies when we're talking about their literal biology and what they can identify as and how they feel and whether or not they have autonomy over parental rights based on this that there is no undue influence over, but a bunch of the social media influencers they push on kids just happen to have this as their main agenda. Gender identity, makeup wearing, like androgyny. And at the end of the day, again, it's not transgender, it's transhuman. So Esler is going to be a big interview. Uh, I'm very much excited about that. That also kind of intertwines with the base part of the show, the, the main story we're going to talk about in the very beginning. And we talked about a little yesterday, but AI is coming for your job. Bots could take 80% of human careers in the next few years, expert warns. Now, the thing is that I need to reiterate time and time and time and time again, there is no real artificial intelligence. A human being always sets parameters, always programs it. So it is an artificial idea to think this is true AI. It's a manufactured idea. No, this is a control mechanism that 
we're all going to be taught that we have to believe it. You can't go against the AI because it's the smartest, most intelligent thing ever. Even though in the backdrop, it's always programmed by humans with parameters. And then at the same time, they are telling you what? That this is a good thing. Ben Gortzel says this is a good thing. He foresees AI taking over 80%, but it's okay because you're going to find better things to do with your life. This is a lie. This is the same lie they told my grandparents' generation, like post-World War II. They said, look, as all this stuff comes in, you're going to work less. As technology gets better, we've played these clips, you're going to work less. It's going to be awesome. Now, a lot of the technology did move forward in the way they said, but instead of working less, instead of working the 40-hour week, five, five minimum, really, in a family, three kids is kind of like small time, they, like kind of the average. So five people in a household, you had a car, you had a home, you might have had a second car, and your mortgage wasn't like, it wasn't like a 30-year mortgage. Most people own their homes within five or 10 years, if not before that. Like they saved up and they bought a house or they built a house, believe it or not. You get kits back in the day. All right. They, there's a big sense of ownership in that lot. Now they were lied to and said, hey, you're going to work less. Don't worry. You're going to work. In fact, they talked about 30 hour work weeks and two month vacations. Two months, 60 days. Hooah! Meanwhile, you sit back, you relax, you learn to play the violin or the piano. Huh? Why? You've got other things to do than work. And, and the truth of the matter is, here's the deal, guys, is that work of almost any kind, even if you think it's menial or useless, when you're good at it, when you take to something, it gives you a, a, a sense of inner pride, especially if you can make a living at it. I've seen plenty of people who came into a job or a career, weren't so sure about it. Not everybody takes to it, but they got better at it. They got rewarded and they adapted to it and enjoyed it. And it became part of their life. And we all need a purpose or several purposes, period. As soon as your purpose is gone, your will to live is gone. That's kind of your brain telling the rest of your body, maybe time's up. Okay. And the thing is, they want you to have that mentality. So fast forward to my generation from my, you know, my grandparents coming up in their 20s and 30s, like the, the, the people we used to call boomers, the, those people, yeah, the, they used to call, we don't really call, people call me boomer. I'm, ge I'm generation X, by the way, like by the skin of my, uh, my nutskis there, 79. Yeah, Gen X. And we're, we teetered, man. We're still teetering. There's there's a lot. I'm not going to talk my generation up like we're awesome. We ain't. And myself included. I could do more. I want to point that out. So what ends up happening with the next generation, right, my parents' generation, is that they become indentured servants, period. They, they learn that it's not about saving and having a savings account and accruing interest and looking out for tomorrow and starting a career. They learn how to use the credit card and build credit. 
Remember that credit score that we all talk about now that's on every single TV where where I got to watch advertisements of 20-somethings talking in their phone going, I don't have any money for gas. I don't get paid till next Tuesday. How do I get to work? What do I do? It used to be, like if that were the case, you'd have a human interaction, most likely with your parents or friends to borrow money so you could get the bare minimum to fill your tank up and go to work and back and forth kind of struggle that week. Nope. Now you just get some money sent to your account with a with an app. And can you imagine what they're charging uh, on that for those people, those morons that do that, like the check advance or give me a hundred dollars. We're earning it. Is it any wonder that now is the time that they're pushing for an AI automation takeover of those people? They become so docile, right? I mean, that that's incredible to me. Not going to have a conversation with a human being. Not going to be more responsible with my money. There's plenty of times I've been broke in my lifetime. And there's plenty of times where I had to go to um, a friend or somebody I worked for or family, borrow a little money, say it's not the best feeling in the world, but I'm not earning it. <laughs> it's ludicrous. So that generation, all of a sudden, instead of one person working that 40 hour a week in a career, oh, no, 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 no. Now, you're probably not going to own your home, at least not for 30 years. You know, you'll say you own your home, you're going to have a 30-year mortgage. Both parents are going to have to work something. And, and like in the in the 80s into the mid-90s, you saw part-time work for women, right? But that, that was all with the femi up with feminism because feminism was the bomb, right? And I'm not here to tell you I don't think women can do the same exact, if not better, in a position. It's all about the individual in 99% of the jobs they can. The only ones that they're going to struggle a little more with are obviously the ones that have a physical aspect to it, period. Right? But women are smart. Women are cunning. Right? I, I, I guess I should tell this story well, right before we go to break. And we're going to play a clip of Andrew Yang, by the way, talking about automation. I'm going to get deeper into this article in AI in a moment. But... Um, the first time I met Joe Rogan, it's not like I met him a bunch of times, but the first time I met him, uh, 2008 or 9-ish, somewhere in there, probably 2009, uh, UFC, I think 103, Belfort versus Franklin was like the co-main. It was the one I was most excited for. And we were talking about women being president. And at the time, and he's talked about this too, he didn't feel that women were vicious enough or had that type of cunning. And I'm thinking to myself, think about history, man. If you don't think the queen before Charlie Dickens gets coronated was, was ruthless, you don't know what you're talking about. And with that being said, we're going to go to our first sponsor of the day. Thumbs it up, subscribe, share, rvmrumble.com. How did this happen? Have you heard of Executive Order 14067? This little-known order implemented the digital dollar, the most sinister plan to control your spending. And it gets worse. In November, the federal government and banks began a test program to roll out the digital dollar. With this, privacy for all Americans will be lost forever. Imagine, the government can now track all of your spending. The government can tell you what you can and can't buy. 
the government could confiscate your cash. When digital currency was rolled out in China, Bloomberg wrote, quote, this will lead to control like no other, end quote. The EU has announced that they are next, but it is already happening in America, which makes this wealth protection guide that American alternative assets just put out even more urgent. Project Hamilton, as this secret order is being called, might be the scariest order to happen to privacy and freedom in America since its founding, which makes this wealth protection guide so incredibly valuable right now. Move your money out of cash and into something that doesn't infringe on your privacy. You see, there is one legal IRS-proof loophole that could protect your IRA, 401k, and pension savings with gold and silver. And this free guide tells you exactly which steps you need to take right now to move part of your IRA or 401k into precious metals with no tax consequences. As this program rolls out, the sky's the limit for the level of government control that could be enforced on your money. Protect your savings and your privacy. But in the devastation ahead, American Alternative Assets is offering you something rare. A chance to protect your wealth and possibly even grow it. So, as we come back and I want to talk about automation, one of the other things that I didn't realize until we went over it yesterday was that artificial intelligence was also part of this Screen Actors Guild thing that's going on. And basically, the writer said, we don't want Holly Weird and Associates to use AI. Here's the deal. Don't you think that the writers themselves will use the AI at home no matter what, especially if it's doing better than the individuals? There's no way to stop it. And, and their complaint was, that, well, they wanted to sit down and talk about it. But the truth of the matter is you can't eliminate artificial intelligence, right? Because you'd have to have some kind of a non-disclosure agreement with all of these writers that you could also monitor all of their digital activities all the time. And then on top of that, you'd have to find a way that they wouldn't make dummy or sock or uh, puppet accounts and start a chat GPT or go to a friend's house and utilize their software. I mean, there, there are so many ways. There, there's no way to stop um, these bots from starting to take over um, that type of work. And most people are like, well, you're going to get AI news. You bet you're going to get AI news. You're already getting AI news in a lot of respects. And you're even getting artificial personalities across the world. Uh, that's that I don't want to even call it in beta. Maybe it's beta globally, but it's been taking place for four or five years in the Asian nations. And that's just a reality. We have to understand this is here. This is here. This is here. I'm going to play this clip. Andrew Yang, uh, this is three years ago. I think this is at the Ohio. Actually, it's more than that, isn't it? No, no, it's about three years ago. It's, it's the Democratic uh, debates. So, in this, he's laying it down and basically saying, look, automation is coming. And it is. But the lie is going to be that somehow it's going to be better for us. No, we're going to have to fight tooth and nail for everything we used to have. If we allow this to overtake our society in a manner where individual property rights go away, where censorship is rampant, where a biomedical, techno-fascist, authoritarian, global state is built. Based on your obedience, really, 
Because what else is left if you can't contribute to society? If 80% of us can't contribute to society in a decade, pretty, pretty frightening. It's something uh, we have to acknowledge now because it's being implemented now. Here's Yang talking about it. Senator Warren, I've been Go talking ahead, to Yang. Americans around the country about automation, and they're smart. They see what's happening around them. Their Main Street stores are closing. They see a self-serve kiosk in every McDonald's, every grocery store, every CVS. Driving a truck is the most common job in 29 states, including this one. Three and a half million truck drivers in this country, and my friends in California are piloting self-driving trucks. What is that going to mean for the three and a half million truckers or the seven million Americans who work in truck stops, motels, and diners that rely upon the truckers getting out and having a meal? Saying this is a rules problem is ignoring the reality that Americans see around us every single day. And look, uh, Yang has big issues. I'm not promoting Andrew Yang, but he's one of the more honest billionaires when it comes to that aspect. Now, he's all about the climate credits and the carbon system and buys into that Johnny nonsense and uh, very much a tool of the globalists. But he's also kind of put out into the forefront, number one, because uh, the establishment knows that they're not going to push him for the uh, for the nomination. And they also know that even if he somehow got a Bernie Sanders type grassroots thing behind him in popularity, they could squelch that just like they did with Bernie Sanders, just like they did with Bernie Sanders. They got they got a pretty big lock on that Democratic Party and who gets nominated, period. If you really go back now to the Clinton era, okay, post-Clinton, when, when you had Bush and uh, Gore, you, you basically had Clinton 2.0 with a, with a little less pizzazz. But at, at that time, I think that the Democrats, they, first of all, pretty, pretty, pretty commonplace at, at that time period and era where a vice president might become president down the road. And you had a guy that was extremely popular in Bill Clinton and an economy that was like booming. In fact, I can't, even under Trump, there, there's no way to describe the late 90s, like that 97 to 2000 period uh, just before 9-11. It was, economy was bang, diddly, angin. Things were cheap. Jobs were in abundance. The tech industry was just taken off. The internet bubble was here. Okay. So Gore was a pretty easy sell. It's a pretty easy sell goes in. Um, after you have that um, defeat, right, and you get eight years of Bush, in 2004, they run his cousin after the Howard Dean fiasco. So talk about crushing somebody who was in the front. Howard Dean stepped out of line. The Democrats said, no way. John Kerry didn't have a push. Didn't really, I mean, he wasn't popular. He's not popular today. But again, I would argue Kerry has played the long game, right? Kerry has super played the long game. John Kerry is way more a part of what's going on in this country, geopolitically and around the world, than Joe Biden could imagine at this point. I mean, Joe Biden can't imagine much other than pink elephants on parade in that time that he went to Dumbo in the movie theater, the cartoon version. You know, I mean, 
probably around the same time that, you know, apparently he saw two men kiss and talked to his father about it. He said, love is love, Joe. Love is love. Like, <laughs> Joe's not running anything. John Kerry, he's all over the place. He's, he's helping set policy to try to bring in things like automation and a carbon credit system and control over your energy, right? And that's another thing that automation is going to be. We're never going to discuss how much energy it costs to run these machines, right? We're always the bad guy. If it's not human beings and human behavior, they're not worried about it, okay? That term sustainability, I want to repeat it. It's our standard of living plummeting and our self-worth plummeting if we allow it to happen. Once again, we have, we're human beings. One of our big inbuilt and inherent needs, just like you need water and sunlight, you need a purpose. When you lack a purpose, no bueno, <laughs> things ain't good. You start getting sucked down to these holes. Okay, it's bad news, Brown. So, John Kerry, you know, he's over at the IPCC. He's over with the United Nations, even the World Health Organization, because what's that all about now? Oh, it's peace for health and health for peace, and climate is part of the health initiative. Just like uh, Charlie Dickens over there, the new king, king of the world. Charlie Dickens wants climate lockdowns as well. And the more you entrust your society to be automated and robotic, whether it be in industry or eventually more and more in law enforcement, which you see being pushed, that was the whole defund the police thing. The whole thing. I, I, don't get me wrong. It had those elements of destabilizing areas, letting crime run rampant, right? Showing the lawlessness, that's all part of it. But eventually the solution is the robots will take over. We'll let the robots do it. Oh, okay. Because once you bring in the robots like you do in warfare, okay, they don't have a thing called empathy. They are, they are the most apathetic and sociopathic thing you can imagine. They are programmed, just like the AI is programmed. They have a narrative they follow, period. And, and don't think that there won't be an inbuilt system, okay, an inbuilt system to totally and completely shield the predator class and their minions from all of this, to insulate them. There will be from the law enforcement aspect of it. And even they're the ones gonna, that are going to be directing a lot of the automation. Now, whether or not, 80% of the jobs go away. If they can cut the jobs by either 20 or 30% over the next five years, that's devastating. I mean, devastating. Think about what Yang said. He pretty much talked about the butterfly effect. You bring in the self-driving trucks, a lot of industries go down. I mean, truck stops. I, I live next to um, the largest truck stop, I think, in the country. Like, really, right down the road. It's massive. It's huge. But I also have traveled across the country many times now. It's a huge industry, obviously. 
It moves things all across the country. Employs a ton of people. He just told you, um, you know, as of three years ago, 29 states, number one job is truck driving. And, and that's a job where, depending on where you work, you can be an independent contractor, set your own hours, make your own living, depending on what your lifestyle is. You can join a union or work for somebody. You can make a decent living driving trucks. That's why people do it. Not so much. Not so much anymore. And as the kiosks come in to the vast majority of these places, and I can't tell you the last time that I stood in line at a place that had a self-checkout for food or whatever. You know, I've been, I've been trained like a little good boy too. I mean, I can't, I'm, it's, it's, it sucks. I, I remember back in the day being with um, my boy, Aaron Dykes, shout out to Dykes, Aaron and Melissa. I love you guys. Keep it up. We showed a, a piece of their film King of the world on Charles yesterday. He would purposely, he would refuse to use the kiosks. He would walk right by the people that wanted to check his, uh, his, <laughs> his receipt afterwards. He's like, I don't need to be treated like a thief. And, and I, in a lot of ways, I respect that, you know, because I, I, here, here's my move when I do that. I, I have the cart after I've done it and I've always got the ticket right there on the side of the cart, right? Right there on the side, in case they want it, whatever side they're on and just sticking it out. Man. Here you go. Here you go. And you know, if you got a thing of water on the bottom, they're checking. That's why I always put the water on the top. Then, then it's 50, 50. You know, I get, I try to give the nod and walk by. I don't love it either. I'm not a criminal, but Hey, you won't have to worry about that because once we bring in more automation and more sensors and scanners, they're going to know right away whether you're trying to steal something or not. And it's no, 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 no. Cause it, if you think we got a track trace database society right now, you ain't seen nothing yet unless you've envisioned the uh, minority report style nightmare that then gets inbuilt into bioengineering and transhumanism. We're going to come back with actually um, a fun video in the sense that the person that was having fun and telling the truth gets arrested as Warren Buffett gets to speak. You can't make this up. It's Red Voice Media presenting Reality Rants and Commercial 2. You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Dog whoa, bed. whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get MyPillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited, and once they're gone, they're gone. Once they're gone, they're gone. I'm interrupting this commercial. Use promo code RVM. Get yourself some slippers or some pillows. Support the broadcast. Sign up 
over at redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored. That's redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored. $10 for the month, really uh, a buck for the first week. So you can check out the first two interviews. Say, hey, I, I like this. I want to support Jason Burmas. We're going to do it. Lock it in at 100 bucks for the year. Uh, again, we're doing eight hours free a week, eight, and then two interviews on top of it for premium. Yes, eventually that will go free in a couple weeks as well, but we really need your support, so come on in. Uh, I just want to hammer home uh, the automation aspect of this before we get to this video of, uh, I believe it's Peter Flaherty getting arrested and taken off stage and censored for telling the truth uh, about Warren Buffett and his relationship to Bill Gates, which is no bueno. We don't bring up Buffett. Everybody wants Soros, Soros, Soros. Yeah, I get it. Buffett lives in this country. Yeah, Buffett's the original ice cream cone man. Oh, he's an old man with some ice cream. We love Warren Buffett. He hangs out with LeBron James. He's a bad dude with a big attitude. That's why we gave... Warren Buffett, a nice little section in Shade the Motion Picture a decade ago. Just like we gave Billy Gates a nice little section in Shade the Motion Picture a decade ago. Pretty much every job involving paperwork should be automatable, he said, at the Web Summit in Rio de Janeiro last week. Okay, They argued that companies are taking part in a dangerous race by advancing the te technology so quickly, and it poses a profound risk to society and humanity. Yeah, because it's in terrible hands, and it's not really open source. Once it's actually open source and more and more people are able to utilize it, who knows? Or if somebody leaks the code. Because what you're going to end up having eventually, no matter what, with software, is you're going to have clones of this software and then people putting people, people putting in different parameters. It's always going to be people directing that narrative. Okay. In March, a study revealed the 20 occupations most at risk of being redundant, thanks to AI, with call center operator at number one. The following eight are all teachers of different disciplines, including language, history, law, and religion. So again, they want to automate education. This is another thing I've told you about, and I've showed you the robots in schools. Again, they don't want human thought or critical thinking anymore. They want their great narrative imposed and pushed on society and you know after we get into uh gates and buffett you know again we're going to talk about hollyweird ai uh produced scripts but i want to talk about this uh, article called the metaverse uh is rip metaverse it's not going anywhere it's still not popular because no one wants to do it because it, we'll get into the aspects of the metaverse in a minute. I promised you something fun. Let's get it. Shareholder arrested during presentation of proposal at Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting. And once again, th this is the type of activism. He's a shareholder. He's got every right to do this. This is the kind of activism we need from people. Okay. This is a big win. And I love this. I absolutely love this. No, you got to be kidding me. Come on. So 
this is muted on my end. Not it's my fault, by the way, guys. I I I don't know what to say. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go find the tweet. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go find the tweet. Well, that is so weird. It downloaded it without the uh the sound. Doesn't want that one out there. Um hold on one second. We do it live. I'll write it and we do it live. Okay, we'll go to twitter.com. And this is why you want to follow me on Twitter, by the way, because this is where we're going to get to this thread, and hopefully we're going to be able to hear this. So Peter Flaherty had his microphone cut, was arrested, and forcibly removed. Uh, there's the link to the article. Everybody always asks me for these links. And then in the thread, that's where I found this. I am Peter Flaherty, chairman of the National Legal and Policy Center. If we had an independent chair, the company would be less identified with Mr. Buffett's political activities. He's donated tens of billions to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. As Bill Gates explained, when the company was still together, although the company bears our names, basically half our resources have come from Warren Buffett. If woke culture is the disease, then philanthropy is the virus. The Gates Foundation bankrolls the teaching of critical race theory around the country, including that math is inherently racist. The Gates Foundation offers a gender identity toolbox, which asserts that gender is a result of socially and culturally constructed ideas. This is a lie. Gender is not a cultural construct. It is a genetic and biological fact. Up, 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 easy guy. You don't talk that way to a billionaire, Peter Flaherty. You don't tell the truth in front, in front of a bunch of his knee-bending minions, brah. Don't you get it? That's not how this works. Wait a minute. Let's see where this goes. You're not going to censor uh, what I say, man. I'm very sorry. And I'll appeal to the chair that I'd be allowed to continue. Sir? Uh, you may continue, but you're under a three-minute limitation. You may continue. I'll allow it. Much to my disdain, as Lord Warren Buffett. Of course. We know how much Bill Gates cares about children. <laughs> He met and traveled with Jeffrey Epstein many times oh, after Epstein's oh, oh, sex. Oh, 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 the Gates Foundation may be the largest single donor. Ah, no, no, you, you don't mention that. This is like the why isn't this going mega viral right now? I, I and I hope it does. I hope I'm it's just early in the morning. My boy sent this to me, Big Fish. Thank you so much. At uh, Trey Billion on Twitter, one of the best follows when it comes to the Epstein case. Uh, I didn't see it until I woke up this morning. Again, that people give me some of the best tips out there. He's one of them. This needs to go mega viral. Uh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna do it all the way back in the beginning because it because every part of this is gold look at look at this guy look at the nice little security guy everybody's done up he says all those things they're silent he gets reprimanded because he's telling the truth 
and he doesn't like Warren Buffett giving literally, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars, bare minimum, over the course of 20 to 30 years, which is the culmination of this agenda through philanthropy. Okay, again, Warren Buffett, he gets a section, Mr. Ice Cream Cone. Joe Biden didn't do it first. Warren did it first. Okay? He's, he loves that vanilla ice cream cone, just like a kid. Says all that, they reprimand him. He, he breaks the golden rule, and he mentions the Epstein-Gates relationship, which spans much longer than the mainstream media has told you, by the way. Okay? And, and every once in a while likes to jab Gates, but that's it. That's a wrap. Let's do it. Peter Flaherty, kicking ass, taking names. Let's go back to him. If we had an independent chair, the company would be less identified with Mr. Buffett's political activities. He's donated tens of billions to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. As Bill Gates explained, when the company was still together, Although the company bears our names, basically half our resources have come from Warren Buffett. If woke culture is the disease, then philanthropy is the virus. The Gates Foundation bankrolls the teaching of critical race theory around the country, including that math is inherently racist. The Gates Foundation offers a gender identity toolbox, which asserts that gender is a result of socially and culturally constructed ideas. This is a lie. Gender is not a cultural construct. It is a genetic and biological fact. You're not gonna censor uh, what I say, ma'am. I'm very sorry. And I'll appeal to the chair that I'd be allowed to continue. Sir? Uh, you may continue, but you're under a three-minute limitation. Of course. We know how much Bill Gates cares about children. He met and traveled with Jeffrey Epstein many times after Epstein was convicted of sex crimes. The Gates Foundation has a huge influence over COVID response fiasco. The Gates Foundation may be the largest single donor to the dark money machine known as Arabella Associates. We don't get fired out of Oslo, like you're not here. Please, for sure, stop making American cities unlivable. Somebody Money goes also to Brooks. Remove him. Lord Berkshire Hathaway, the Buffett, says he must go. So he gets reprimanded and arrested. Isn't that great? Isn't that, you like that? That's it. That's a wrap for you, bro. So, so what? Who are we applauding here? That's what I want to know. Everything that dude said was the real deal. And I will point out that Mr. Fardy is talking about money that I've given, not Berkshire Hathaway. I'm not sure where Mr. Fardy gives his money. That's his he eats ice cream. He eats ice cream. We love him. But yet, where do you think he's made most of his money? Through Berkshire Hathaway. And then in turn, through his, his donations to philanthropic organizations, he gets all sorts of tax benefits. You think that Warren Buffett is paying taxes? Like, really? 
You do you believe that? Just like Google and Apple ain't paying taxes, Buffett ain't paying taxes. Okay? He's figured out the system. He he's the ice cream cone man. He's he's getting Mr. Flaherty arrested guy. Okay? I mean it's insane. I am alert to the problem that subsidiaries of people putting pressure on suppliers, on being affected by their own personal politics. So, Greg and I look at, at such things as political contributions, which are unfortunately in a few industries a part of the way the world works. Oh, in a few industries, a few, it, we got the takeover, brah, and you're a part of it. Again, I hear Soros all the time. I hear about the Open Society Foundation all the time. And good, I'm glad we, we should be shining light on that dark monster, that decrepit, you know, Star Wars, Emperor Palpatine looking character too. But we also have to acknowledge that guys like this are here. And they mentored and work with guys like Gates. That being said, we're going to go to a word from our sponsor. Don't even have 100 thumbs up yet. Let's get the 100 thumbs up. Let's move it. Let's groove it, everybody. Folks, we have a huge problem on our hands. A banking crisis is spiraling, and it's all thanks to the current administration's reckless spending sky-high inflation, and massive interest rate hikes. Now, these banks are suffering, and guess what? They can legally seize your savings without notice to bail themselves out. That's right. Thanks to a sneaky law passed back in 2008, it's now legal for banks to take your hard-earned money, including your retirement savings, to save themselves. Now, this could leave your retirement accounts decimated and you paying the price for their disastrous policies. Take action now before it's too late. Now this guide will show you how to defend your money and keep your retirement savings safe from the banking crisis and the current administration's financial fiasco. This simple and 100% legal strategy may help you protect your retirement against higher taxes, soaring inflation, and a volatile economy. So don't let your golden years be ruined by someone else's mistakes. To secure your free wealth protection guide and safeguard what's rightfully yours. Don't wait. The time to act is now. RVMGoldAndSilver.com. Check them out. We got about 15 minutes left in the first hour. I want to remind everybody we are streaming live that second hour for free. Deuces. Peace out, Cub Scouts, over at rvmrumble.com or just go subscribe, throw on the notifications for your RVM Rumble. You know we're doing it. Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11. No, that's not a typo. Eastern time. Was a little earlier before, but now we're rocking till about 8:30 in the the evening. Start your day off with Jason Burmis. Get fired up with Chad Canton. All right, let's not forget Drew Burquist, Ray Dietrich, founder of RVM, and the cleanup hitter Wayne Dupree, amongst others. We've got the Juice Box Bros here as well. They're kind of funny. Watched a clip of them uh, doing some banter back and forth. And I, and I like to have a little fun. We like to have a little fun here, right? 
played some Disney stuff at the end of the show yesterday. You know, Donald Duck Nazi stuff. If that guy, if that doesn't make you smile, I, I don't know what will. Um, here, here's what I want to do in this last 15 minutes. I really want to talk about that metaverse story and how the metaverse isn't going anywhere. It may be rebranded, uh, but the whole idea with this uh, movement to transhumanism is to eventually get you to believe that your consciousness can somehow merge with machines or be uploaded into a metaverse-like place. So it's going nowhere. Okay, the World Economic Forum has teamed up with it. We, we should continue to refuse it, continue to make it a abject financial failure. But I assure you, as the technology gets better, and it will get better, it will improve, it will become cheaper, uh, that push will continue 100,000%. But I also wanted to talk about uh, the incidents in Texas, okay? Because if you noticed, that that's a hot topic. And I, I really haven't talked about it much. I briefly talked about it yesterday, discussing the fact that the Garcia guy, the, the shooter, you know, that he's Hispanic. So the idea of him being a white supremacist kind of lost on me. Now, allegedly yesterday, he had some kind of Russian, and what, what has been described to me, okay, again, I have not, I want to make it very clear. I've, I've scratched the surface level of this stuff. I, I haven't spent hours researching it. I, I've looked at what's been presented. And I, I'm not even sure that I'm ready to make a, a very educated type guess as to what happened there. I want to make that extremely clear. But from what I saw yesterday were posts of this shooter. There's a distinct hand tattoo that you know that the person that's lying there dead has. And he had these fresh Nazi tattoos. One was a swastika, and another one um, was the SS logo on his arm. But they're they're fresh. And then cutouts of like Elijah Schaefer on Tim Pool's show. Now say whatever you want about Tim Pool. Tim Pool is not a white supremacist or a white nationalist or a Nazi. Sorry, that's just not a real narrative. Okay. That's fake. That's made up. That's Johnny nonsense. Now, as far as, you know, the alternative theories out there, for instance, that this would, the, these incidents, not only the shooting, but then the incident with the immigration center, where clearly that person is Hispanic. I've now seen, you know, no, everybody back off the idea that he was somehow radicalized by Trump. And that one's kind of fading away. But from what I've seen on that one, again, very pre-incursory, the person that they arrested and, and who's in the hospital for doing it is very Hispanic. Just like this Garcia guy is very Hispanic. And from what I've read, and again, these are media reports, Garcia, the shooter, was in the military for three months. And then supposedly uh, was forced to exit due to mental health issues. Now, we're big on talking about mental health issues here. The, the question, again, arises right there out of the gates, especially with the military training and the fact that he was a security officer. And he appears to be, and again, just cursory, um, 
an immigrant who came over here or maybe was brought here when he was a, a juvenile and ended up joining the military. Uh, so again, very odd stuff. The Nazi tattoo stuff, weird. Then there's pictures of what who alleges they allege this person to be. And there's a couple tattoos that kind of match. But then the build and the face from what I've seen, it might be a little different. Again, I'm not saying it's a different person. I don't know. I haven't looked at it enough. But in those pictures, this person is hanging out with like white dudes and he's got the all-seeing eye. And I think it's like a trust no one shirt or something like that. No matter how you slice it, no matter what happened there, okay, I don't buy into this idea that a talk show host of any kind, no matter what they say and what they do, is responsible for somebody else's actions, period. Period. We start getting into the territory of I was inspired by because that's not only blame shifting and then the perpetrator acting like some type of a victim, but that's a broad spectrum way to criminalize speech, period, in a manner that I don't think most people comprehend because when we get into these arenas, of mass murder and of children of women of innocence we also get into the arena of everybody calling these people terrorists and when you're a terrorist you don't have due process you don't have any rights all right you'll be lucky to get your military tribunal if that and you'll be in a situation where if you think that the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys got railroaded, uh, this is the next thing. Uh, this is where the establishment is frothing at the mouth to do what they did to Alex Jones, but instead of a civil case to try to ruin him financially and take him out that way, a criminal case in which People do real pound me in the arnis prison time. Okay, and that's just that's it's dark, but it's real. And you cannot like Tim Pool. You can say he sits on the fence on too many issues. You can love Tim Pool. It doesn't really matter. It's not about Tim Pool to me. And, and again, it, you're you're never going to convince me that a Tim Pool or an Alex Jones or, or even somebody I don't particularly like, like a Senk Uger, is going to radicalize anybody. Or a Sam, uh, what, what, what's the Hunter Biden laptop guy's name there? The Sam, the, the, the intellectual Sam, not, not, I want to say Sam Smith, but obviously it's not uh, Sam Smith, the pop singer. Uh, God, I, I, it, it kills me. It doesn't matter. I, I would defend my my greatest enemies. Free speech is free speech. Like if anybody's really radicalizing people, it's the mainstream media characters that are constantly propagating what intelligence talking points 
via a mockingbird type system that has now grown generation after generation after generation. We got plenty of videos uh, coming up. We've got the World Economic Forum. We've got SDGs. I'm not sure if we're going to get to this President Clinton and the Clinton Initiative from seven months ago where he's interviewing Zelensky. Uh, we got a good Donnie T clip. Maybe I want to go into the break or come out of the break with a good Donnie T clip. I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, where, where Donnie T just kind of exposes the war machine and the nepotism that has surrounded. You know, earlier we were talking about the Democrats. We got to John Kerry before they had their boy, the Barack star, and how they've controlled uh, who gets that nomination in that party. And I mentioned Bernie after that. But I want I want to hit on this metaverse uh, article really quick. Let's read it because I think this person's way, way off. Okay. The metaverse, the once buzzy technology that promised to allow users to hang out awkwardly in a disorientating video game like world has died after being abandoned by the business world. It was three years old. The capital M and metaverse, a descendant of the 1982 movie Tron and the 2003 video game Second Life was born in 2021. When Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg changed the name of his trillion-dollar company to Meta. And again, it's not like they're changing Meta. And Zuckerberg's out there armbarring people. <laughs> I posted the video. Apparently, he just won his first uh, jiu-jitsu competition. I watched him compete, and he almost got tapped. He actually did a really good job of not getting tapped, but he was on the defensive most of the time in the match uh, that I watched. But Ed, I'll tell you what, man. He's been doing the jits. I wouldn't mess with him. I've seen him also training the bags. Probably kick most of us right in the head. You're not going to pie in the face him like you do Gates. And by the way, I don't know that I, I hate Zuckerberg as much as I do uh, Bill Gates. I, I think that Zuck, he got caught in a situation. You know, After a much-heralded debut, doesn't mean I think he's a good guy, by the way. Heralded debut, the metaverse became the obsession of the tech world. And a quick hack to win over Wall Street investors. The hype could not save the metaverse, however, and a lack of coherent vision for the product ultimately led to its decline once the tech industry turned to a new, more promising trend, generative AI. The fate of the metaverse was sealed. So as we talk about AI, really what's happening right now is real-world automation is coming in. AI has caught the um the chat gpt the the cultural zeitgeist in a, in a way that the metaverse failed to it's still going nowhere okay the wef is still looking for this okay it's going to be a future persistent and interconnected virtual environment where social and economic elements mirror reality they want to move from theory to practice again it may take them a little longer but if we don't really I mean, again, when I talk about us getting out of the UN and the UN getting out of the US, that, that's just step one, because all this stuff is being promoted by these globalist monsters. One last word from our sponsor. We'll come back briefly on YouTube to remind you to go to Rumble for the second hour. I use it and you should too. It's what? IP Vanish. We love the internet, but the internet is tracking everything you do. Take control of your online privacy with IP Vanish. People with malicious intent are everywhere. 
watching you. Criminals can hack your Wi-Fi, while broadband providers and advertisers monitor your data. With IP Vanish on your device, your internet activity is encrypted. No one can see what you're doing. Your location, your connection, completely hidden. Protect your internet privacy today with IP Vanish. All right, folks. Here's the dig dong diggity deal. You can go to www.rvmrumble.com. Watch the second hour for free if you're over on YouTube. Thumbs it up, subscribe, share, click the notifications. Again, we lost like 50 subscribers over the week. We just, we can't keep our subscribers for some reason. And by the way, every time I see, like it, it shows you who subscribes, who has the most channels. I saw somebody who had like 20,000, he subscribed, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Just 20,000 subscribers. I don't know if that will ever hit that 100,000 mark on uh, YouTube, but why don't we get the Red Voice Media Rumble channel to 100,000, and we'll start there. All right. We'll see you later, YouTube. I love you, and we'll see you tomorrow morning. Boom. Okay. That's it for those guys over there. Now, now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes. When we start with the meat and potatoes, let's start with this. Um, Ray Liotta had silent killer condition suffered by half of Americans over 45. These are the warning signs. Oh, did he have heart issues? Oh, he did have heart issues. Weird. Weird. Okay. Each of these complications can be caused by arterial sclerosis which occurs when arteries responsible for carrying blood from the heart to the rest of the body become damaged. Weird. Weird. And also had some lung damage. The National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute. Okay. He had a respiratory failure along with heart failure. Now, are we allowed to even speculate that maybe some hate and lies in the form of a shot maybe helped along the way? I mean, when the NIH, NIH warns that half of people aged 45 to 84 suffer from the heart condition, it's a big deal. It's a big dig dong diggity deal, right? That That's the reality. So, you know, I, I think about that, and it's kind of upsetting. I'm not going to lie. It's kind, it's, it's kind of upsetting that we can't even have that discussion. That discussion, not allowed. We need to be able to have that discussion. That's, that, that's all I'm saying. I, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure because this guy was an actor. And he was trying to stay active. I think the last movie that he put out there was Cocaine Bear. Uh, and I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying Leota was a healthy guy. It appears that he did drink, that he did use drugs. I'm not shitting on him for it. Uh, but I, I, I truly believe that what we saw was something that was going to accelerate things like this in people, not just the died suddenly. Again, that three to five year window afterwards is, is where I thought, Hey, Hey, this could get bad, but you know what? I'm going to play this video too. I wasn't going to play this, but why not? We're going to do it live. We're going to go to my Facebook here and go to my profile because I had recently there, there's the Zuck, by the way, um, jujitsuing it up. I had recently played this. This is from May of 21. Okay. Here we are a year plus into the pandemic. The hate and lie shots have begun, you know, been rolling out. 
and trying to be forced on people, okay? And I had people watch this video, and this is after a um, caged aggression event where a couple thousand people are there, and say that we're all going to get sick and die. Oh, everybody's going to get sick. Oh, you're, 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 you're not stopping the spread for a bunch of people hanging out in a bar. Guess what? Nobody's sick. Nobody died. That never happened. That was made up. What's up, everybody? Jason Burmis here, and we just had another awesome night of caged aggression. I just want to show everybody here the great after party. You know, probably a good hundred plus people here enjoying life, living. Um, my concern is Johnny Nonsense. Not super spreading, not killing one another, but watching people kill one another in the cage almost. Oh, what a night of fights! My God. What a night of fights! Dude. What a night. Listen, epic. When you get done watching this, Check out my other tweet. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. But what I want to say to everybody else out here is, come on, can we all stop pretending? Let's all stop pretending what's going on in this building, that there's anything wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. There never was. Let's be human together. Let's be human together. Let's be humans again. And, and, and that's important point out it really is it, it, these people that were telling you these things they, they were liars and they knew they were liars and they're and, and ultimately these are the same liars that caused you to shut your business down caused the economy to degrade and, and outright killed people with their policies not just lockdowns but refusing to treat with real medicine lying to you and telling you the flu was gone that the flu disappeared. That, that's just the most, let me see if I can even pull that up. WHO flu disappeared. Let's see. Um, I bet you, yeah. I mean, you can't go right to the site. There's, oh, look at that. They, they, they just bring you to that. But it's right here. Flu has disappeared for more than a year from the scientific American. Fact check. Influenza virus is still active, still ha hasn't disappeared. This is, that's, <laughs> I mean, it's absurd. It's obscene. New York Times reported on this. I, I disappeared. Has disappeared. What a do? So in February of that year, they told you, you know, <laughs> two and a half months before I do the video that the flu disappeared and, and they had any credibility? No, they had none. That's zero credibility. That's zero. That's not real. Again, you would have to have a childlike disability, mental disability to believe that's real. I mean, you're, you're the ultimate Santa Claus believer if you think that that is real. I got more videos, um, but I want to hit some uh, some stories first. Okay. First, it was Alex Jones. We've talked about Alex Jones. Now it's the New York Post. Now, you already knew about the censorship. We already knew about the, oh, we're going to take their Twitter away. We're going to lock them out of the account. We can't let people know. 
about the Biden laptop. Apparently, it's the story that keeps on giving. And now they have um, alleged secret emails that um, have linked a Ukrainian executive to Hunter Biden and in an exchange to meet the father. Obviously, all this corruption was happening. Not a question. Now the New York Post is not allowed to attend the press conferences. And remember World Press Freedom Day and Tony Blinken? Easy now. Easy. Take it easy on her. Take it easy. This is the United States' oldest newspaper, the New York Post. It's either New York or the U.S.'s. It might be the U.S.'s oldest newspaper. It's at least New York's. I mean, whether or not you think it's a rag, and by the way, I think they've done some terrible work in the past. It's also done some good work. They're being, they're mainstream media, and they're not allowed to attend press conferences. And you've got Karine Jean-Pierre, or Jean-Karine Pierre, or Pierre. I'm, why don't we just call her the Pierre? The Pierre. <laughs> We've got the Pierre telling us that 90% of the border problems like magically gone. And I don't sit here and talk about the border much. But again, that's imagination. That's again like that's like them saying the flu disappeared. We have to live in the upside down, the post-truth world, or um imagination land. That's that's where we're at. We're at a place called imagination land. Now, this one here is, is a post story, and it, it's it's pretty unbelievable. <laughs> it, it's almost like you, you just can't believe it, but it is real. Okay, Judge Clear's trans woman, Rachel Glines, a biological man who's still got his junky junk, indecent exposure charges due to body fat coverage, also happens to be repugnantly enormous, um, had his wang dangle out, I believe in a girl's locker room. Okay, there is no question that Glines was in the woman's locker room. However, Glines was not charged with trespass, nor was uh, Glines charged with being in the area of the YMCA, uh, was not supposed to be. Quite simply, the facts do not exist to support a find of guilt. Okay, as charges, Glines' genitalia was not visible as the result of other portions of her body Covering, same. Do we? I, I thought we were going to have a picture of Glines, but we're gonna we're gonna find one. I had it in another story I looked at. Uh, it's it, it beyond parody. So, like, if you're overweight, and this is that, if you're that person, and you say you're a woman, and you still got some junky junk, as long as it maybe sort of kinda. Okay, as long as maybe, sort of, kind of, that you can't see it, you're fine. You can you just be in a women's locker room, apparently. That's where we're at. That's that's the dark cartoon, everybody. Talked about this a little bit yesterday. Robert Kennedy Jr. blames CIA for assassination of JFK and claims it is beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay, says there is overwhelming evidence of a CIA cover-up. Yes, he does. And he would be, that is correct. That is correct. Who do you think really killed your uncle? Well, I think there's overwhelming evidence 
and that the CIA was involved in this murder, I think it's beyond a reasonable doubt at this point. In terms of my uncle's death, the evidence is overwhelming that the CIA was involved in the murder and the cover Who do you think really? Yep. I would say he is correct that the evidence is overwhelming. Overwhelming in that case. No doubt about it. All right. I promised you some fun Donnie T. We're going to give you some fun Donnie T. So this clip here is uh, Donald Trump basically annihilating Jeb Bush about weapons of mass destruction. And one of the reasons I want to play this is I, I want to show people even how Trump, in this moment, you know, you've questioned a little bit about 9-11, but he keeps it to the talking points of weapons of mass destruction, destabilization of Iraq, spending trillions, et cetera, et cetera. Now, he had questioned the Saudi Arabian involvement in 9-11. And even, you know, a year and a half ago, you're still allowed to do that. But the thing is that the Saudi Arabian involvement story that was on uh, CBS this morning is really the CIA running the hijacker story that's been around for some time and we're still dancing around. So we're going to start with Donnie T and then we're going to get to um, uh, the CBS story. Here we go. On Monday, George W. Bush will campaign in South Carolina for his brother. As you said tonight, and you've often said, the Iraq war and your opposition to it was a sign of your good judgment. In 2008, in an interview with Wolf Blitzer talking about President George W. Bush's conduct of the war, you said you were surprised that Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi didn't try to impeach him. You said, quote, which personally I think would have been a wonderful thing, uh, close quote. When you were asked what you meant by that, you said, for the war for the war. He lied. He got us into the war with lies. Do you still believe President Bush should be impeached? Should have been First impeached? Of all, I have to say, as a businessman, I get along with everybody. I have business all over the world. I know so many of the people in the audience. And by the way, I'm a self-funder. I don't have. I have my wife and I have my son. That's all I have. I don't have this. So let me just tell you. I get along with everybody, which is my obligation to my company, to myself, etc. Obviously, the war in Iraq was a big, fat mistake. All right. Now, you can take it any way you want. And it took Je it took Jeb Bush. If you remember at the beginning of his announcement, when he announced for president, took him five days. He went back. It was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. It took him five days before his people told him what to say. And he ultimately said it was a mistake. The war in Iraq, we spent $2 trillion, thousands of lives. We don't even have it. Iran is taking over Iraq with the second largest oil reserves in the world. Obviously, it was a mistake. So George Bush made a mistake. We so, can make mistakes, but that one was a beauty. We should have never been in Iraq. We have destabilized right. the Middle East. I mean, Don Sharp there. He's looking a little younger, obviously. You know, the, the, the years will age you. But uh, he's sharp here. He's got his talking points. And here comes, I am sick of you pick. I mean, I laughed out loud when Jeb Bush said what he said in response. And so you so I mean, so you, so you still think he should be impeached? I think it's my turn. Isn't it? You do whatever you want. You call it whatever you want. I want to tell you, they lied. Okay. They said there were weapons of mass destruction. There were none. And they knew there were none. 
There were no weapons of mass uh, okay. destruction. Okay, all right. When a member on the stage... And, and let me point this out. There, there were enough establishment people there. Remember, they wanted to push Jeb Bush, man. That was supposed to be the GOP, and that was supposed to possibly be the president of the United States. And they thought they were going to get him through. And they got plans. Boo, Donnie! Boo! Boo! We're still for the war, even though it's been discredited. Boo! Get out of here with that. And this guy appealed, and, and that's the other thing they don't tell you. He obviously appealed to a lot of anti-war lefties and got those votes in 2016, 100%, before it was all white supremacy. His brother gets attacked. I got about five or six. Do I get to do it five or six times or just once nice. responding to that? So here's the deal. I'm sick and tired of Barack Obama blaming my brother for all of the problems that he's had. And frankly... I could I could care less about the insults that Donald Trump gives to me. It's blood sport for him. He enjoys it, and I'm glad he's happy about it. He but I am sick and, tired, I am sick and tired of him going after my family. My dad is the greatest man alive in my mind. <laughs> Anybody who would cheer that in the audience, by the way, is uh, wow. George Bush. He got a special place in Invisible Empire, a New World Order to find because he was Mr. New World Order. Like, if you were pointing to somebody that was gloating about for new rule, globalization, the, the rule of law, not the rule of the jungle, okay, with cooperation and coordination, it was Bush. Okay, which which is now repackaged Klaus Nutschwab wise with the Great Reset. Okay, with penetrating the cabinets. I, he Bush specifically outlined the United Nations role in his quote unquote New World Order. That is a vehicle for globalization. Greatest man alive, in my opinion. I mean, listen to these people cheer. Yuck. While, Yuck. while Donald Trump was building a reality TV show, my brother was building a security apparatus to keep us safe. And a security apparatus that has come after the American people in a way that most thought was completely and totally unimaginable and yet here we are, one that is out of control, one that is focused on, quote unquote, domestic terror and white rage and extremism to the point where you have Hispanic people committing crimes against Hispanic people. And somehow it's about neo-Nazism and racism across the board. And again, 